fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. This is the 40 and 20 podcast with your hosts, Andrew, and my good friend Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you? I'm manageable. I'm manageable. The um, work week is already in full swing. We're recording a little later than normal. We usually record on the weekends. This is a weekday, so it's a weird transition to go from work to sort of preparation to recording. So, uh, but we made it. Here we are. Yeah, here we are. Here we are. You didn't work today. Well, I worked at the house though. You I have a new yeah. three day weekend schedule, so I have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off, which was great. But for the fact that we had a, an actual proper southern storm roll through last week, f- complete with hail, driving wind and rain that you couldn't really drive in because it was so. Uh, heavy i mean it was it was a it was a rainstorm i have not seen since i left the american south uh and it as a result tore two fiberglass panels off of my back porch cover a patio cover whatever you want to call it uh so i spent the last three days uh fixing that which turned out to be far more expensive than i expected right <laughs> um but it's i mean and it, so i i planned on on doing a, an upgrade to it uh, it needed painted because it had probably not been painted in 10 15 years so the paint was all shitty and moldy so uh this was a catalyst to be able to do that so i went and got everything sanded it all down painted it uh and then i went to hang the new paneling on top and um my math was wrong so I'm not done. <laughs> I have to go to Lowe's tomorrow and buy one more because when I did the math on the width of panels that I needed, I accounted for a two inch overlap, which would still put me in the green zone. But when you overlap things on both sides, you lose more than just what I accounted for. So uh, I have this torturous small section just that's just you. looking at me. Uh, and if we weren't recording tonight, I would have gone to Lowe's and finished it. But I, I got into a jam where I was like, I don't, I literally do not have enough time to finish all the things that I need to finish. So, well, triage. Forty and yeah. twenty comes first, folks. It, well, it did tonight. This is so, the this is the suffering. Yeah. Well, I mean, we we're not recording uh, any later this week, so. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's week of 4th of July, so happy America, everybody. Happy America. This is going to be published on Independence Day. And in fact, we've got a tip today that we should do American watch brands for our show today. Uh, And I thought, yeah, that'd be a great idea if we hadn't already picked a topic and researched for it. (laughs) Well, next week. Coming at you next week, American watch brands. I said, I said, well, and the decline of the American watch industry. That was a great idea. Maybe next year. (laughs) Yeah. Or just do it next week. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah, I went to my first bar mitzvah this weekend. In your life? Yeah, I've never been to a bar mitzvah before. How was that? Uh, it was fun. It was it, fun. Interesting, huh? Like, I don't, I don't know how traditional a bar mitzvah it was, but I've been, I've been to a couple as a kid, and as a kid, they were like, I mean, probably to this day, one of the most shocking cultural events of my life. You know, it was not shocking to me at all. Um, when you're it, an adult, you, it shouldn't have been shocking. It was all in Hebrew and, and interesting and fun. Um, I got to wear a yarmulke, which that was fun. I wore a yarmulke. Those things are great. You know, as an, assess- as an accessory guy, a professional accessory guy, I thought, gosh, these things are cool. They stay put. They're light. Uh, you know, you can, you know, probably dial in your appropriate diameter. I thought, this is great. And they come with all kinds of styling options. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Mine had basketballs on it. I was just going to say, you could have a basketball. (laughs) Gold basketballs. Little gold basketballs. I wonder how many other people's heads that have been on. Well, none. None. You took your home? Yeah. It it was given to me, and it's mine forever and ever. Amen. All right. Right. (laughs) But yeah, that was good. Uh, We danced. That was fun. In fact, you you know, you go and you're dancing. It's a party. and. Kim's wearing heels and she was looking good and it's like we we're dancing and she was like we we're at a synagogue and I was like okay she like we won't be later she gave me the she gave me the five <laughs> fingers like back it off sir five fingers outstretched well, in a stop not not the five fingers I'm just feeling all I'm feeling all bar mitzvah you know <laughs> that'll happen that'll I don't happen. know what that word means that's what t- means. That you were feeling the exact same way those 13 year olds were that's right that's right <laughs> Yeah, it was good, though. It was a lot of fun. Family, uh, good family that um, we don't get to spend enough time with and just wonderful people. So it was good. What a good weekend. Good weekend. I can't believe 
you've made it this long without ever having been to one. Yeah, I mean, I generally don't go to things, so. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sit at your house, watch Walking Dead now. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Basically just Walking Dead. There's so many of them. It just keeps going and going. And every time I'm convinced, well, the story can't really be get more interesting. They catch me with something. They catch yeah, me with something. They do, until they don't. Yeah, that's what I've heard. That's what yeah. I've heard. So I'm on season four now, just about at the end of season four. So my understanding is that season five, it kind of does a want want. Remind me what's happening in season four. Um, so they've just had the second, the, the big battle at the prison when okay. the the governor comes in the governor with the tank and shoots the place up and, yeah. um so that's just happened so everybody's kind of spread to the wind right now they've just spread to the wind uh, i think we're gonna get some michonne backstory you got about two two seasons left before it lost me <laughs> okay good so yeah. i still have more good time no plenty more yeah and i'll just blast through it and instagram while i watch it and it'll be fun yeah. 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 It's low stress. This is a low stress yeah. viewing opportunity for me. It's certainly not a low stress show. No. No. Uh, I do have some some watch news. Bring it. I, I've recently um, procured a, a long time gotta buy watch for me. I found the right watch at the right price. Uh, and it's cheap. These things are dirt cheap. But I bought a G-Shock. I bought a white G-Shock. And it's the multiband six tough solar uh fifty six ten, I think uh GWM fifty six ten um in white. It's JDM. It's cool as shit, and I'm excited. But because it's JDM and they're hard to find, it's gonna take like three weeks to get here. So what are they walking it over or something? <laughs> like what's hap- what's they, the deal? They might be. It's a slow boat. I think it's a slow boat uh delivery. So it was free. Which is good. The watch or the shipping? The watch was not free, although they're really affordable. It's crazy. You like, you know, even if you are going to get fancy with it, they're still dirt cheap, you know. And, and there's something to be said for a watch that you can get multiple iteration, multiple iterations, and dial in what you want and get virtually the same package, right? You can get the DW fifty six hundred E for anywhere from, you know, thirty to sixty five bucks. Um, and, and that's going to, that's going to serve most people's purposes, right? It, it does everything a G-Shock is supposed to do. And then from there, if you want to get more fancy, you can get more fancy, get a better module, get different functions. You know, if you want a tide graph, because that's important to you, you get a G-Lide, you know, or whatever. You can get these watches that will do exactly what you want in the same form factor. I think it's just such a fun idea. Um, and obviously, G-Shock runs the gamut from affordable to, oh my God. What? Um, and, and, you know, some of these some of these Master of G watches are, you know, into the thousands of dollars. Um, and, and, you know, you get a precious metal 5,000 or something like that, and you can spend really a lot of money. But it's crazy to think I can get this $45 G- G-Shock or I can get... A nine hundred dollar Frogman with virtually the same module. Well, yeah, I think the modules are a little different, right? But but yes, yeah, that's right. Uh, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, those Frogmans are cool. Frogman is cool, man. I think you know, I I tend I, I've always kind of been curious about the the difference between not not the difference because I understand the difference between the Pro Trek line and the G Shock line, mm. but I've been curious about. Uh, the the business thinking behind those two lines you know i'm sure it's just market right Mm -hmm. we've got a market here um uh, one thing that had never occurred to me before i started looking into g-shocks was how different the marketing and 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 the emphasis on them you know know, at at some point if you don't know much about it which i until very recently know knew very little about g-shocks you just sort of think, oh, well, there's all these G-Shocks and they look, each one of them, a little different, but they're all the same watch. I don't know that I've changed my thinking on that. Basically, they're all very similar, right? You've got the Range Man and, you know, these things that do, that do different stuff. That's right. <laughs> that, that's right. Um, 
but but at some at some level you start to realize oh these things are marketed to a specific group uh, mm-hmm. you know people doing certain things you, you know obviously mudmaster or the mudman are marketed to folks who are going to have a tendency to get mud in their watch i don't know who that is tough mudder runners that's right they're they're marketed spartan racers to spartan racers um the the frogman is a dedicated dive watch um the range man i think is a like a alpining watch or something i don't know i think it's got an abc so so they've got these really dedicated watches which I, i'm not sure how practical these differentiations are um certainly an abc complication or an abc set of complications is going to be practical for for certain tasks but like the frogman oh they're all 200 meter watches all G-Shocks are 200-meter watches. What am I getting out of that? Now, I will say, I think the Frogman's the coolest G-Shock, just the way it looks. For me, aesthetically, that that sort of uh, asymmetrical case. And But can I dive with any G-Shock? Yeah. I mean, I think I could, right? They're all 200 meters. <laughs> That's right. So, I, you know, it's interesting. You know, maybe it's got maybe it's got module stuff. I didn't honestly don't know enough about it. People are probably gritting their teeth and shaking their fists at me right now bottom line is there's a g-shock for everyone doesn't matter what the fuck you do that's right that's right so yeah i've got a white i finally got my white 5600 on the way although it's 5610 uh and and i'm pumped and i got it for a song but it's gonna take forever to get here i was excited to see the picture of it you sent me today my first question was is it in your cart and your answer was more than that pass that yep yep, pass that (laughs) um you know i i will say this i really like the GWM 5610, the black version. And it's got mm-hmm. the that classic 5000 red line. And it's got some gold print. And it's got a little bit of blue print. And I love the way it looks. It's very 80s in its design. It's, it's colors that aren't necessarily complementary of one another, but they work well together. Mm-hmm. That's right. So the, the GWM 5610 MD... Ooh, like medical doctor, which is the one I've ordered, has a pretty sterile bezel or a pretty sterile dial. It's it's black and white, so monochromatic, and it's a negative display. I'm considering picking up a GWM 5610 black version and swapping the modules out, and then selling, and then selling the MD module in the regular black 5610 case because i think i could probably sell it for about you know i'll lose a little bit of money in the deal but then i'll get the watch i really want um i'll be able to get rid of that recoup most of that money so i'm thinking about doing that but i'll I'll decide when i get it i don't think i want a negative display i think it looks good i think it just it makes that white just pop even more it does do that it does do that so it decision has to get made here pretty soon um does it well, yeah, because what I don't want to do is I don't because I wear my watches, right? Uh, and and I know you do too, right? I'm, I'm not taking care of any of this stuff, especially I'm not going to take care of a, a G-Shock. I'm going to wear it, and so I don't want to damage the I don't want to damage the screen. I don't. Know. I want to be able to sell someone a basically brand new. Oh, I'm suggesting you don't buy the black one. Oh, well. Yeah, like you make that decision. That's what I was saying. Like, is it, are you short time? Like, do you have that 5600 that you're ready to swap the module for right now? Well, the answer is no. Well, so that's why, that's all I mean. I just need to make a decision quick. I just need to make a decision pretty soon if I'm going to do that or not. Because then I can sell a basically brand new watch that's just been modded. And recover probably most of the price on that. And heck, there might be someone who wants that more. Oh, look, this is a... This is a GWM 5610 that's got a I sterile negative dial. The negative display would look pretty cool in a black watch, too. Yeah, I, I do, too. I mean, it's going to be not quite murdered out, but but darker. About G- as close as it can get. It's going to have that really desirable GWM module. Um, so, yeah, I think I might do that. You, you know, if you're listening to this and you think, yeah, I'll buy that from you, give us a, give us a shout. I mean, that'll, maybe that'll help me make the decision. Yeah. yeah. Not that I'm trying to sell watches on the podcast. No, have we do- no we haven't done that. No. I, it's, is it a rule that we can't? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So we're talking about watches this week. Sometimes. We're talking about GMT watches mm. this week. GMT watches. Greenwich Mean Time. 
Greenwich, I think it's actually Greenwich. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, or more confusing, Coordinated Universal Time, mm-hmm. UTC. Mm-hmm. I'm not an acronym guy. I'm an acronym guy. I know about all about acronyms, and that's not a correct acronym. <laughs> that's <laughs> kind of messed up. Yeah, it's kind of messed it's up. Broken. What they did with that. Yeah, doesn't. Well, it makes sense, but it sounds better. Um, but it all it it's a whole thing. Anyway. We're getting into GMT watches, and GMT watches, I think, have always been fascinating to me because there's there's always seemed to been seem to have been a premium placed on GMT watches uh, above many other varieties of watches. It seems like you like you hear about a GMT, you see a GMT, and immediately your eyes gravitate towards it, even if your eyes will pass over or you'll you'll just glaze over a dozen other types of watches, and and I think it comes from the fact that they're just fucking cool. You don't see them very often. They look really good. There's something that that off-color extra hand grabs your eye in a way that no other watch can. And spoiler alert, I didn't pick a digital watch this week. Just, just you, so everyone knows. You know, Andrew skewed his his responsibility this week, and he made me pick the subject, uh, which I was kind of like, well, that's the one thing you do, but okay, I guess I know, I'll I'm, do it. I'm clearly not even good at it. <laughs> Um, and, and so I picked GMT watches, but I gave them rules. I said, Andrew, one Casio, one digital watch, and no more. I'll give them to you, but there can only be one Casio and one digital watch. Because the answer is the best GMT of all time is the Casio World Timer. Right. right. One button. It's just, just all. <laughs> what else does a person need? Well, I'm surprised you didn't pick it. I thought about it, but there's a couple other GMTs out there that I have had my eyeballs on. Uh, and honestly, my my picks did not change much because the the topic I was going to suggest is a watch that you're lusting over right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my picks is one of those watches that I've been lusting over for quite some time. And there will be a conversation had when I get home based on the price change. Oh, interesting. I want to know which one. You know which one. Okay. Price I... change. I gave it away. Oh. Okay. All right. So... Shall we dive into GMT watches? GMT watches. GMT watches. A history shrouded in mystery. (laughs) No, it's not. Yes, it is. We begin in ancient Egypt today on our travels. Womp womp. Um, (laughs) And basically anything you read about GMTs is going to... There's going to be some kind of uh, hearkening back to the ancient Egyptians being the first folks on the planet to uh, track time down to 24 hours i don't think that constitutes a gmt watch no it's not a gmt watch. i don't think that constitutes anything e- even remotely related to gmt watches a- every article you read about gmt watches starts with the egyptians which is dumb with a capital b at the end <laughs> I every mean... if, if that's the case <laughs> if if every article about gmts begins with the ancient egyptians so does every other watch timekeeping article just because they, they they have which i mean in fairness it's pretty impressive yeah i mean they were all right i'm not saying it, i'm not saying it's aliens that they broke it down to 24 hours in a day i appreciate that but that's not the beginning of gmt watches it's just egypt isn't. yeah cool thanks you built some pyramids and you 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 tell time some cool shit but they're unrelated in my humble opinion. So, right. E- Egypt invented the idea of a 24-hour day, right? As far as we know, they were the first people on the earth to split a day into 24 segments, right? I wonder if they were equal time. Well, I don't know. If they if there was 24, like, if it was like the way hobbits do meals. <laughs> <laughs> you know, midday being the longest. <laughs> You know, uh, Egypt must have been an incredibly efficient society. Uh, so I assume it had something to do with that. They were trying to, they were trying to maximize efficiency with measures of time. I mean, that makes sense to me. Because there's nothing inherent about 24, 24 hours in a day. It's, it's not inherently so that there's 24 segments of time in a day. No, 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 I agree, yeah. And, and I don't know that there's any good 
that there's any good reason for it even i mean it would be overtime for beyond a 40-hour work week that's the good reason for it you could just as likely have 50 or 100 um segments or or 10 or 20 right so i appreciate it i think it's fine the story starts there 24 hours back to egypt now can we please move the fuck on yes let's move on and we're gonna start and i think this is where, where it really starts in 1675 greenwich meantime is established to aid sailors at sea again watches being at being the the cornerstone of a solution for a problem because timekeeping yikes (laughs) usually when you're about to snap a bottle cap towards me i close my eyes i did not even have time that was like just such a quick like open snap like rapid fire yeah that was that was a quick reload. I missed though. You did, fortunately, because if it hit me in the eye, it it could have been bothersome. Career ender. No, nah, just bothersome. So sixteen seventy five. Oh yeah. They established Greenwich Mean Time, and then nothing happens because it was only the the spit it out, Andrew. It's I don't know <laughs> what the, the 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 crown. It was just the English. Yeah, they, the they English were the only, being the English. They they were the only people adhering to it, the only people that gave a shit, and everyone else was just doing their own thing. Obviously, there was timekeeping, but the world, as it was intermingling and trading and training, being trains, uh, the world needed a way to keep time relative to each time zone against other time zones. So, 1884... 1884. The International Meridian Conference was held in Washington, D.C. It was a blast, too. Let me tell you. Oh, gosh. To be there. (laughs) To see Arthur? President Arthur? Oh, gosh. President Arthur. Garfield? Uh, Yeah. Arthur. Because he followed Garfield. Okay. Who got shot? There's a president I feel like I've never heard of. That's okay. I have to learn everything there is to know about Chester Arthur. There's not much to know. Okay. Beyond the fact that he chaired, sat in on the International Meridian Conference. Thank you, President Arthur. Which roller coaster, roller coaster. <laughs> it was an international conference of people who came together to decide where. I'm going to read it. Decide on a meridian to be the common zero time for global timekeeping. And you know who all got on board? Everyone but the French. You know, those French. They were not down with it until about like the early 1900s, I think 1910, 1911. But everyone sat down and agreed that the Greenwich Observatory that kept the Greenwich Mean Time would be the global zero standard for global timekeeping. With every time zone east being plus an hour and every time zone west being minus an hour. And that's how it came to be. And I wonder if that had played any effect on the way that we see world maps when they're flat. Uh, Greenwich is dead center. And I wonder if, like, imagine if if somewhere in Siberia were the uh, were the zero 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 the zero meridian. <laughs> if uh, Siberia would be, I mean, obviously it would be dead center on the map because that's the reason that Greenwich is the the middle of the world. Um, I'd be interested to see that. I mean, it's all relative, right? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I mean, for me, the center of the world is me. You. You. Yes. No, it's me. It's 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 me, Andrew. Right. I am the center of the world. I know that about you, and I know that about me. And I appreciate your vote of confidence in me. Moving on. You sure? Because I like this. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, 1884, the International Meridian Conference is held and establishes uh, a true, globally recognized GMT time. Greenwich Mean Time time that uh, then starts to create. <laughs> you're just, you're making things up. I love it. <laughs> mean Time time? Okay, keep going. What's well, sort of GMT time? That's redundancy. I hate when people use like an acronym that has the last, like GMT time. That's an acronym that bugs the shit out of me. We should do a section of the podcast, like a recurring Things segment, that grind my gears. A, a recurring segment where we just hurl insults at each other and call it Mean Time time. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Did you? Did beer come out your nose? Close. 
<laughs> it was the uh, the equivalent of having a having having like two tums and then taking a big a big quaff of <laughs> beer and just foam Bones. everywhere. Um, okay, I want to I want to know about Fleming. Tell me about Sir Sir Stanford Fleming. You do it. Oh, okay. So, well, I don't really want to do it. <laughs> oh, okay, so 1879, this fellow Sir Anford Fleming, Sir Oh, <laughs> Sanford Fleming. He's a Scottish-born Canadian. Thank you, uh, Worn and Wound, High Consumption, and some other website I can't remember right now. Um, he he says, he says, hey, we got to break this into twenty-four segments. This, and why this world? Hey, we got twenty-four hours. Let's break it into twenty-four segments. Now, here's the thing: this is the mythology. I do not believe. I do. That this guy actually did this. I, maybe he was the guy with the loudest voice in the room, but come on. 200 years later, oh, nobody's ever thought of this before. Yes. Yes, we have. It's like Columbus invented the round world. No, he didn't. Well, he found that it was round because he didn't fall off the edge. Duh. <laughs> Everybody knew the world was round. I think this is mythology. Anyway, Sanford Fleming, a Scottish-born Canadian. That doesn't even exist anyway. That's a weird thing. Yeah. He's credited for sort of breaking the world into 24 time zones, quote-unquote time zones. And, and now we know that that's not true. I think there's 31 or 32 time zones. Um, I think there's 32. 31 or 32, I mean, they're still within the constraints of the 24 hours, right? Because if they weren't, we'd have a problem. Well, there's some halvesies. That's right. There's some halvesies. So so in any event, this guy is in credited for, for saying, you know, we're, we go X amount of miles east and it's the next time zone. And those that X amount of miles Boom. is dedicated to roughly a 24-hour a division Around the world, around the globe. Have you ever been anywhere um, where you routinely crossed time zones? No. So I had a friend who lived uh, near the, well, he lived in central time, but his work was eastern time because he lived right on that boundary. Uh, and it was, he said it was one of the strangest experiences of his life. He was just losing time all right. the time. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah, because we like I went to his office with him, and I was like, "Where is everyone?" He's like, "Oh, it's a lunch." I was like, "It's eleven, not here, not here. It isn't." But it's nice uh, to go west, where bars are still open. So there's yeah. something said for that. You just keep it going, keep yeah. the party going. Well, you can only you can only do that so many times before you start running out of time. <laughs> but if you're right near the right near that time zone boundary, you get an extra hour of boozing. Yeah, and 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 you and you get a freshen you know as a young man you might just keep go go a little bit west to freshen the pot it's like oh it's two o'clock pickings are getting slim i got <laughs> hose different area codes different time zones <laughs> i'm gonna go i'm gonna go to the block down the street in that other time zone where we still got an hour to go where he lived i don't think it would get better All right. that that <laughs> that pond is not improving it's uh it's population Okay, so we got to talk about watches. Let's point. do it. Let's get into it. So anyway, uh, well, well, well. So we're getting close, right? We're, we're getting close. We're, we're going to keep we're pushing. Late nineteenth century. Yeah. Again, t we break it into twenty-four hours. Nothing really happens for another 60, 70 years. That's super important to the development of GMT watches. However, super develop, super important to the development of watches. Period. Halfway through the twentieth century, nineteen fifty-two. Here it comes intercontinental flight. The first intercontinental flight. In between England and South Africa. Doesn't that seem late? It does seem late. Uh, it does seem late. And and maybe it's the first intercontinental commercial flight. Yeah. Um, because, you know, clearly things were happening before then where people were doing stunts and whatever. But And bombing other countries. <laughs> we all of a sudden, commercial flight overseas between continents becomes a reality. 1952 is this credit, this first intercontinental flight um and this establishment of commercial air travel means all of a sudden we've got a new industry we've got a new place for products to dive in and say hey buy me buy me buy me and a new industry for professionals who need tools for their profession that's what happens that's what happens so many people the next part the next thing they'll say is in 1954 rolex introduced the gmt master 2 but that's not us we're not going to say that no we're Although it's a cool that. watch, and it was it was partnership with Pan Am, and it's awesome. That's not it. We're going to start a year one. earlier. Yep. 
we're going to start a year earlier with the Glycine Airman. Airman. It's a beautiful watch. Beautiful watch, cool, and it does the same thing. So let's let's get this out of the way. There are multiple ways to skin this cat. There are multiple ways to skin this cat. And, and that is the important thing to remember. So not all GMT watches are created equal. Correct. Not all GMT watches are created equal. There's multiple movement styles. There's multiple um, ways to complete this complication. The GMT, or excuse me, the, the Glycine Airman is perhaps the most simple. Yeah. By just having a 24-hour clock with a bezel that can track a different time zone. Boom time. Three hands, simple as can be, 24-hour module, GMT, boom. Would you call it a dual time? You know, I think I don't know it, if it's a dual time. I actually, I, I, I think I correct I, my statement. I don't think it is a quote-unquote dual time, but that's what it does. You've got that dual time functionality on the bezel. So... 24 you break that you break that clock into 24 segments you have a bezel that will give you a second time zone when you turn it all of a sudden you can track a second time zone i kind of like a 24 hour dial not a not 24 hour markers i kind of like a 24 hour hand one rotation one revolution for every 24 hours you know it's super interesting i think that it probably makes telling time harder um i mean relative to how we're used to telling time but i think i think you wear it two days and and you're on. Yeah. You got your days in the quarters. Like it's late night, early morning, morning, afternoon, evening. Right. Time. Right. Yeah. Like you know, there's, there's some fun. There's some simplicity to that, um, depending on what you're trying to do. I think precise measurements of time at a, at a glance would be, are made more difficult, but. Yeah. No, absolutely. There's no, no <laughs> debate there, but. So the first, the first GMT watch. Glycine Airman. Although it's not it's not credited as such. I don't know how you can't credit it as, as such. Well it has to be. In in my mind and in the in the forty and twenty mind, that is the advent of the GMT watch. And the answer is because Rolex. I, I think. Yeah, yeah. The answer is because Rolex. So a year later, probably less than a year later probably at the same time frankly because there's another watch that's in there that i'm i'm right now blanking on that's in the mix too um but a a year later pan am by way of rolex gets gets this thing made that will turn out to be one of the coolest watches in the world and for forever and ever one of the most iconic watches of all time the gnt master and it's so cool super cool i want one of the ogs like an original 1954. You think I could mortgage my house and get it? No, I don't think. <laughs> I do not think you could get one if you mortgaged your house. What if we both do? Well, I don't own my house, so. All the more reason for you to do it. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, what I I think my favorite thing about this is the, the GMT wars on the forums. The GMT forum wars are really very specific. They're very specific. Everybody has a certain function that is their favorite. And if it's not this, it's nothing and yada, yada, yada. Well, that's all watches. Let's be serious here. That's true. That's if it's true. not, if it's not a mechanical chronograph, it's not really a chronograph. The GMT master does this in a very simple way. All they do is they add a fourth hand and they slow it down. They slow it down by exactly 50% giving one hand that makes a 24-hour revolution, one hand that makes a 12-hour revolution, one hand that revolves 60 minutes every hour, and then obviously your second hand. So they add a hand and they slow it down, piece of cake, easy peasy, and then they give you a rotating bezel. And so the GMT hand is married to the local hand. If you turn the hour hand, the GMT hand turns with it. So you're required to to use your bezel in order to track another time zone. So it tracks two time zones. You don't get any fancy movement. It's just a regular old movement. Now, I think in my mind, in the way I've kind of arbitrarily defined dual time versus GMT, that's a GMT or that's a dual time to me. Well, I think that most people would say that today. Yeah, I think that's no. right. I think I think a dual time, the 
both the 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 hand the our hands are married but i think the history would history would argue with you on that because that is the gmt watch that is what gmt was when gmt for, for that's what rolex said it is 30 years i'm gonna stick it to the man for 30 no, I, years I, I agree i take it it doesn't change for 30 years that is the you know it's incredible to me how recent this history is too right very recent history you know um, again in some of our listeners lifetimes not mine a little bit on the younger end but certainly in mine yeah you're your oldest buck <laughs> um but yeah i mean it's it's crazy yeah, I mean the the idea that we could have an independently settable GMT hour hand uh, or GMT hand is is a new idea, or at least a, a relatively new idea. It's new. Yeah, I mean it's it's new. That's what I said. Yeah, I agree. And so that I mean, I think for all intents and purposes, that brings us current more or less, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it absolutely does. We've got. Uh, an independent GMT hand. We've got dual times, and we've got a non with iterations of dual times. Whether it be uh, it's married to it and it adjusts, or a, a rotating bezel, or well, a rotating in interior bezel, which we so haven't really touched on, but you, we will. You've got independent. So there's two sort of. This is the the heart of the debate on the forums, and I think it's probably overblown. But you've got uh, independent GMT hands. And you've also got independent hour hands. So so the marriage of the mm. minutes to the GMT hand or the hour hand is, is an important distinction that gets made later on. For me, uh, I don't find that I have enough energy to worry about it um, or even to think about it much more than I have today. Um, but that is another distinction that people are going to want to make. And, and I think that there is... Uh, if you're traveling a lot, you may want to have an independently settable hour hand. You know, so the hour hand jumps in hour increments. Um, you you and you have the minute hand tied to the GMT hand. I think if you're traveling a lot, that that's preferable for a number of reasons. But for me, I can just you know I don't travel enough to make that even a, a moment's consideration in my head. You don't even set your watch some days, right? You. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I mean. <laughs> that's true <laughs> i mean and i think I, I think in my mind a current true gmt is an independently settable 24-hour hand yeah and i think that people would argue with you on that point i'm certainly not but i think that either of those either of those iterations whether the gmt hand is settable or whether the hour time whether the gmt hand is free or the hour hand is free um Either one of those is going to fit the bill for me. All right. But all right. I dual time and GMT all fit into the same GMT pile, regardless of how you get to that time. As long as you can have two time zones shown on your watch, that qualifies as a GMT. 24-hour bezel, to me, on a three-hander, doesn't count. That's dual, dual time. Yeah. Well, well, no, I don't think so. I think, I think just being able to rotate your 24-hour bezel on a three-hand watch, so we, we we obviously took information from some articles. I'm going to link to several articles. There's one from Warren and Wound, one from Gear Patrol, one from High Consumption. And they're smarter than us. Um, yeah, and, and so we'll link to those articles. That's where we got all of our information, and um, we're happy to to be corrected, and we'll just blame it on them. Yeah, perfect, because we're wrong usually. So, so watch number one. We're both going to take credit for this one. Yeah, for, uh, record record week, breaking records, setting records. Um, this week, <laughs> we had the most overlap because we usually choose watches independently and bring them to the table and then talk about them. And uh, this week, we had more overlap than we have ever had before. That's right. That's right. Twice. And, and it was good overlap. Yeah. It's good overlap. So so the first watch, Orient Men's Polaris GMT Stainless Steel Japanese Automatic Watch with Leather Strap Brown 21 Model. I'm reading off of Amazon, you guys. Uh, FDJ05003W0 Link is in the show notes AJ Barsay drink Oh does he drink every time we say Link is in the show notes I don't I don't think they do drink but I think they say drink Link is in the show notes <laughs> Link is in the show notes <laughs> Get it uh, uh, First off this is Every other Orient watch One of the things that I love about Orient And I love about Seiko Is that you can See them in their 
watches. Yeah, you can you can immediately identify an Orient or a Seiko right away, and you see it a lot in micros. Um, but but you have to know that micro to to or 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 small whatever whatever you want to call it brand. You have to know it to recognize that DNA. But that's something that I love about Orient and I love about Seiko is that you can you can see it at a distance and recognize it for that brand. Yeah. And this is this this could be any other of a dozen varieties of Orient watches and you'd never know that it was a, a true GMT. It's a little bit big for my taste, but I think what what you're getting out of it, I think it, it kind of for me it falls into the category of a chronograph where I'm willing to cede a little bit of size for the purpose of the functionality. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Cuz this is 42 and a half. 42 and a half. Yeah, that's right. And it's beautiful. It's it's gorgeous. It's got a twenty. It's got the twenty one millimeter lug set, which is whatever. But Orient. It's Orient. Yeah. Um. You you know this is definitely dressier. I think than any of the other watches that we pulled today. It's it's a dressy watch. And you you know the GMT, especially with the size of a GMT, feels to me like a sports watch. I do wish it came on a bracelet. Yeah, and and you can buy these on. I think they come on a shark mesh. Some of them do. That's um, a, an unusual function of, or, or an unusual characteristic of GMTs. It seems to be a lot come on shark mesh, I don't or on a mesh. Milanese, or or yeah, any yeah. of that variety of of bracelets. I don't, I don't know wanna, why. I want an oyster bracelet or or a jubilee perhaps, but I want a bracelet because this is a sports watch. I'm doing sporty things, um, but this is the dress version of that. So. Very cool watch. Not notwithstanding that, I com- I say that complaint as if it's a disqualifier. Certainly, it's not. This is for your flight from L.A. to Tokyo in a business suit, um, to go to a meeting from the airport. So this watch has yeah. a, a cool movement. It's got that forty that forty p fifty one movement, which is I think the only affordable automatic gmt movement that exists on the face of the earth I, I think that there may be some chinese um there may be a single chinese gmt uh movement and i and i can't come up with it off the top of my head also um 2836 modification so the etta 2836 is often modified to include a gmt but those are more expensive than this this is a movement 9015 is modded for a gmt and we'll talk about that in a minute okay so 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 this is a dedicated GMT independently settable GMT hand if yeah. I'm not mistaken. So you said for that, yeah. Um you, you know, it's got a sapphire crystal. I, I mean, this is a high end. It's not an Orient Star, but I think that this uh bleeds into their higher end stuff. It's as close as you can get without getting there. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's coming in at um 370. Yeah, I've got on, I think for less than that. I've got 370 on the on the Orient website. You've got 320 on Amazon. Yeah, which is usually a, a little bit bigger discount going to Amazon. I would have thought like high two like 275, 280. But I mean, still you're looking at a mechanical GMT here. Safe to say this is going to be the cheapest automatic GMT that you can readily find available. Barring one. Well, oh. barring one. Okay. And that's limited time. Okay. <laughs> it okay. All right. I know what you're I know what you're talking about. Are we done with this? Cuz this is I mean, I don't know what more to say is this is a true to form beautiful Orient watch, a little bit bigger than I like, which is standard for Orient. Just always a little bit bigger. Yeah, 42. Weird lug width. But could fit in a dress environment. I don't know that you can wear it in like a a true casual environment. It'd work if you want yeah, to pull I it off. You it'd could. work, Certainly. but it, it's it it. I think it would look a little bit out of place. I think depending on what strap you're wearing it on, um, you're gonna want to change this shitty leather strap for sure. Um, I yeah, think their you, OEM straps are not great. I think you could pull it off, no problem, casual. So, all right, watch number two. This is the one that I picked that you did not pick, um, which was a rarity today, so it's notable. This is a little bit bigger, forty-three and a half millimeters. The Seiko SUN zero three seven. Uh, this is a kinetic, like the SUN uh, that we talked about last week, um, but it's it's a little bit different. This is more of a simple, dressy sport watch, and I would say that this is dressy. It's much like the Orient. Super similar, like I think identical handset. Blued hands. Similar color scheme. That's right. But That's it's on right. a bracelet. 
uh, similar markers, uh, full meal deal, but it comes on a bracelet. So, and it's a shitload cheaper. It's not an automatic movement. It's not a mechanical movement. This is a quartz movement with a kinetic rotor. And Seiko, I love what they've done. I don't know if I have a picture of this, but this has a display case back. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a display case back. I dig that. I, I do too. You, you know, you can see the quartz module with the rotor on top of it. And that's, that's super cool. I, I think it's a neat idea. Um, it's not going to be as interesting as a display case back on a on an automatic or it could mechanical be m- more interesting because it's truly novel yeah yeah i mean certainly you're going to be able to see that rotor turn and and to be able to talk if you're talking about it you're going to be able to talk about that so 175 bucks on amazon for this guy that's a good price right now you know what so i also wanted to talk about some of the uh the sun series of seikos because they have a whole shitload mm-hmm. of kinetic gmts they've got a patty version they've got some kind of kind of field watch looking kind of like in that Bertucci style field mm-hmm. watch, like just some rugged looking watches. Um, and, and my, I didn't, I was not aware of the display case back. One of my chief complaints is I've, I've worn a couple of these Seiko uh, kinetics and it feels, it's weird to feel that rotor like wrenching around every time you move. It feels like you have a three pound weight thrown around as, as you're, as you're powering that watch. But the other problem that I have is if, if you're not going to be a one or two watch person, the kinetic movement has some has some weaknesses, some pretty significant uh, wantings. Yeah, we've talked about this before. That That's certainly true. Um, they, they do have some power needs. And if you're not prepared to wear this on a fairly regular basis, you're going to run into that. But they're all really cool, and if you're a one or two watch type person, and you're looking for a GMT movement, and you're you you have the the time, honestly, to commit to a kinetic watch, these are a killer option because they're all affordable. I, I think most of them are under three hundred bucks. You're gonna get a GMT like hand out of it. You're gonna get a kinetic movement, which is cool. I mean, kinetic movements are really cool. I just don't have the, um, I don't have the discipline to upkeep it properly well those tuna those uh shrouded dive watches i think are more than more than that now they're they're the expensive ones but yeah certainly you can get into these for for not very much i think you're at like 650 700 bucks for the 019 and the 065 and um 023 and 025 those shrouded dive watches and, and those are cool as fuck um but yeah, I mean, this is certainly a place to be if you want a GMT. So they are cool as shit. And if I were a scuba charter, if you were guy, a scuba, or if I were a scuba charter or a snorkel charter diver in Hawaii, and that was what I did for money, I could be a one watch guy, and that's what I'd be wearing. Scuba Steve, Scuba Andrew, Scuba Drew. I would have to change my name to Drew. Scuba Drew. You know, we Snorkel had a, Drew. We had a, a dog time. once. It was a Mastiff, and I fought really hard to name it Steve, and my wife wouldn't go for it. I wanted to name my coonhound Steve, but Sam also <laughs> would not deal with it. So I have Walter. Uh, I have people names for my dogs because I think it's funny when dogs are named after people or people names. But I wanted Steve because coonhounds look so dumb. They got the droopy lips and the big dumbass ears. Uh, she wasn't down with Steve. I got Walter. That's so funny that we had the same fight with our wives about yeah. dog name. Steve would be appropriate for a Mastiff too. We, we we named we wound up naming him him Buster. Yeah. But I said I, I narrowed it down to four, and I was like, the I'm gonna it's gonna be one of these four. And she was like, you can't do that. And I was like, well, I'm doing it. So I I said, Steve, Rainbow, Slaughterhouse, or Buster. And she said, Buster is the only one of those that's even possibly acceptable. I like Slaughterhouse for a dog. <laughs> that's a weird name. Well, because he was this huge mastiff. I mean, you remember Buster? Yeah, he was way too big for a dog. He was huge. He could have. I could have ridden him, and I'm not a small guy. <laughs> I'm not a big guy, but I'm not a small guy. So next watch. Next up, rest in peace, Buster. Slash Steve. Slash Rainbow. Steve. Uh, <laughs> we're going into Bernhardt, and we're going into Bernhardt for two watches. Uh, first up, we've got the Binnacle GMT. Two and right now we have the black iteration up and it is what uh 624 money yeah yeah and these have the these have a modified 2836 yes they've got so they've got the modified out of 2836 they're a 39 millimeter case which is just 
Mm, it's good. Uh, and I don't know if we've talked about we've talked about a couple Bernhardt Bernhardt watches on here before. Um, OG micro brand, been killing it for days. Haven't changed much. And these are killer. The size is right. They're a little bit on the north end of what I'd be what I'd be emotionally prepared to pay for a watch. Um, but if you're looking for a GMT, the, you're you're getting an honest automatic GMT movement. Uh, you're getting a beautiful beautiful case what i assume is going to be a great bracelet on it because it looks good Mm -hmm. everything about this watch is really thoughtfully and deliberately designed nice fat crown on it and it's Um, obviously an homage right yeah yeah it is this is obviously we we, we all know this watch we recognize this watch when we see it um what i'm curious about is it says it's a limited edition <laughs> I don't think it is all that limited, it, but they've got numbered cases. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. This is thirty-five of two hundred. I mean, poor Fred. If, if he has only sold four hundred of these, or less than four hundred of these over time, you, you know, his, his model, I, I think, has worked for him. He's probably underpricing all of his watches, um, and, and they just haven't. They're just not as popular as they should be. We talk about them occasionally because it just always feels like, gosh, that's such a cool watch. Why don't we have that? And the answer is because we don't want it. And I don't know what it is. Uh, for me, it's the bezel. Yeah. For for me, this this looks like a like a true dive watch. Everything about it says dive watch to me. The markers, the the black dial, the way the date window is designed, uh, with a twenty four hour bezel, and and there's the gmt hand to me is lost in the dial well this is and an explorer 2 right uh, and it is it it's is ex- but, it's an explorer 2 and the explorer 2 has they've sold hundreds and hundreds and thousands, thousands of thousands. them and for way more money than this and i and i and i get it but there's just i don't know what it is about this watch as much as i like this watch i'll never own it but for those of you who are out on the hunt for a gmt and and this this sings to you this is it but there's there's it's something misses for me 39 millimeters uh fixed bezel sapphire dope bracelet solid end length sign crown uh potentially ooh. limited edition <laughs> limited edition super luminova i think this watch is sick and i think it's if, great if you really want a, a a real gmt um you know you're gonna pay a little bit more for this but holy shit what a cool watch but you're not gonna pay the 1500 bucks that i think this stands up against yeah i think that's right i think that's right so uh we, we why don't we why don't we just talk about the world time real so quick while we're we'll here. go to the binnacle world and this is the watch that sings to me and it's typically 379 right uh i think that's the that's the opening price on it yeah they're at 284 right now this, this is what you call this a tonneau case. Yeah, a tonneau case or a barrel case, whether you want to speak English or French, your call. Uh, I'm going to call it a barrel because I'm America. And fuck those French. Yeah, who wouldn't get on board with the GMT until 1910 or 11 or whatever it is? No, Come on. Those guys. Get they, with it. You know, you may have helped us gain our independence, but. Only barely. What have you done for me lately? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's the one. So we've got a tonneau case coming on the shark mesh bracelet. Uh, and this one sings me. It's got an inter- internal rotating uh, bezel or dial to bezel. Yeah, internal rotating bezel for for your GMT function. Hey, you do you, Andrew. This is America, <laughs> right? So is this a modified ninety fifteen movement? A, in it this is. Thing? It's a modified Miota ninety fifteen in there, and it, at two hundred eighty four bucks right now on the website at the time we're recording on Tuesday. So you're gonna hear this on Thursday, America Day. I imagine it's going to be the same price. This is the watch I'm talking about going home and having a conversation about. 41 and a half millimeter case. Great color scheme. It 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 just screams everything that I look for in like a racing chronograph. It's a it's just sexy. Um and this isn't an uncommon uh featured or uncommon design uh you know ferrer's got a, a handful of, of uh, gmts that are really similarly designed well this is a world time so a little yeah. bit different right yeah well world time you're going to get a, a a dial that that actually shows the time zones as opposed to hours mm-hmm. so you can set you, you know you can set it to to dubai time or 
um, anchorage time or whatever and rotate that dial, rotate that that bezel, internal bezel to be where you need it to be. Yep. Cool. Should have said that up front. Cool. But this and, is the one. And to clarify, I mean, so looking at the time on this one, obviously it, it's an independent hour or GMT hand. I'm not sure which one and it doesn't really matter. But so theoretically you could track three time zones with this. Whoa. Right? Am I wrong about that? Um, I think you're right. You'd have to math for one of them. <laughs> but you could, right? Yeah, so, so and, as and long any, as you've not been drinking, you're good for three. And any any GMT with a rotating bezel, you, you can do the same. Any any GMT that either has an independent hour or independent settable GMT hand, you if, if you've also got a rotating bezel, whether it's internal or external, you can do the same. But uh, so assuming, and this doesn't say that it has a, an independent... This does not say that it's got an independent hand, but looking at the set, the GMT hand's at four, the hour hand's at ten, so it must be independently set, I, unless my math is screwed up. And so you said, just this picture on their website, mm-hmm. notice what date is in the date window. Thirteen? Three. Is it three? Is it three? It's thirteen. Oh, god damn it. Why would... what? what I want I... product photos to have the number in the date window correspond to the hour that it's placed at. Like if it's at a four o'clock date window, I want it to be the fourth. <laughs> the three o'clock date window, I want it to be the third. And that one gets lost. So I did think it was the third. It's a pretty tall watch. watch. Yeah, it's what, 14? You know, it, it might only be 14, but it looks taller than that to me. I, I don't see I don't see w- w- that it says, but it's got the big slab sides. <sighs> I like dual it. Dual sign crowns. Very cool watch. Screw down dual sign crowns. Yeah, very I mean, cool. It, watch. Two hundred is... meters of water resistance. You know, Bernhardt does all the things, man. They Bernhardt is what a watch company would be if I had designed it. Um, it's cooler than if I had done it, m- minus all the minus all the stupid faults. I'm not saying I could have done watches as good as them. I'm just saying if if I was making choices about watches, I would have made very similar choices to Bernhardt. There's some design details that I think have really bogged these guys down. You know, Fr- Fred has. I don't think made a ton of watches for uh, under the Bernhardt label, and so I think that he's got stock that has been sitting for a little bit. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of function, he does the things that I think I would do if I was going to have a watch company. So they're good. So other things, yeah. What do you got, Bubba? Got a couple things, and they're they're a not, couple things. They're not new. A couple TV shows. Okay, give me a fucking break. <laughs> All right. Give me a TV show because I love TV. All right, so a couple things. Mike TV. Number one, if y'all haven't watched Black Mirror yet. Oh, Black, man. Black did Mirror. you watch the new season? I did. Why is it only three episodes? I don't know. Because they, I think each of these episodes is like a full movie, movie's worth of production. Maybe. So here's the deal. Black Mirror, for those of you who are unfamiliar, is an anthology series. It is a, a Netflix original. And it examines our interaction and our reliance and in the the human uh side of our interaction with technology so there are a shitload of episodes there's five seasons the fifth season is only three episodes and that's bullshit so i'm calling you out netflix give me more black mirror uh the previous four seasons but probably the best three episodes of black mirror ever you know i didn't like the uh the video game one the vr video game one Oh, the the one where you have to do the selections on the controller? No, no, no. I, I haven't done that because I haven't okay. watched it on my phone. My TV isn't compatible. No, no. The one where the two dudes get oh. in the VR video game. I didn't <laughs> like that one. And I don't know. It was good. I couldn't get into it. It would like, I don't, maybe I need to go back to it, but I, I have. I've tried to watch it twice. and has, Anyway, um, so, so Black Mirror examines our interaction with technology. And some of the episodes are frightening because... They're not far out of reality. Right. So I'll give you a spoiler. There is one episode that stands out in my mind of like, this is real. This isn't like some TV show. The The whole episode, uh, people's uh, social mm. and actual true capital is based off of their uh, their Yelp reviews, basically, from other people. So every time Almost you interact with another person... the pe- best episode of Black Mirror. Every ever. time you interact with another person, they give you a rating. And your uh, your credit score... Like your ability to buy homes, your ability to get a job, your ability to rent a fucking car is based off of your reviews 
from other people. And this is happening in some respects in China, right? It's real. It's real. It, and, and maybe it's not like, I mean, there was the, the pilot of like Yelp reviewing other humans and they dropped that because that's, that's crazy, <laughs> but that's, that's real. I mean, people, people take their social media capital to be their entire existence. And don't forget to like us on Instagram. Yeah, no, hit us up on Instagram and iTunes because we're, <laughs> we're, we can't rent a car right now. <laughs> Gas is $5 a gallon. It's not great. Pump us up so we can get down to that three ninety nine a gallon. And uh, so we can rent a, a Toyota Yaris. Um, but, so episodes are like that. There's, there is, um, I had to screen them for Sam, uh, cause I knew some of them would actually scare her and upset her. Cause some of them are dark. They're like, they're really dark, Yeah. but they, um, are fascinating and they're all scary insofar as maybe the technology doesn't exist, but we're weeks away from that technology potentially existing. It's, it's scary. It's a good, it's a good, uh, uh, look in the mirror because the whole the whole premise like black mirror is meant to be like the reflection you see of yourself in your phone when the phone's locked that's the I, that's the thing his technology and you, you know I, I think notwithstanding this sort of social or political um, significance mm. I think they're just wonderful they're just wonderful stories it's also really good TV uh, yeah. well produced uh, everything's fantastic. So you you know that that social media. I can't remember what the name of that episode is, but we'll link to it down below. So if you want to check it out, but that one and the Star Trek, the Star Trek oh, episode, yeah. those two episodes are just fantastic. And in this latest season, I thought every episode was great. The the my uh, the Hannah Montana episode, killer man. Yeah, the Miley Cyrus one was really good, and that's real. Like that's killer. not that's again technology that's not far off. That could so happen. So if you haven't watched Black Mirror, check it out. It's yeah. wonderful. You're way behind the times, but you have a lot of binge-worthy TV waiting for you. Be prepared to be a little little bit upset, though. <laughs> Next up, Big Little Lies. Have you watched Big Little Lies? You no, know, I haven't, but my wife keeps trying to get me to watch it. Do it. Season one, so good. It is, it is definitely the best, uh, the best collaboration of big name female leads in TV period. I, I like females. Uh, so season one, so good. And the the whole wait for season two, I was like, how are they going to top season one? How are they going to, how are they going to make a season two to the show? Cause I felt like it should have been a mini series and going into season two, they did it. They added Meryl Streep and it has been so good totally overrated again a kind of an upsetting show like hard to watch show but i feel like tv should engage you that way like good tv like should make you a little uncomfortable yeah yeah. and it does it it does it watch it big little lies yeah kim keeps trying to get me to watch it i haven't done it do it it's worth it done no it's not we're still recording wouldn't it be great if we just took a break and like started up back up tomorrow after you'd watched everything and said done and it was actually done <laughs> that would be cool we should do that sometime yeah okay i'm gonna go poop <laughs> done <laughs> so for my other thing i've got a thing that like maybe one percent of our listeners are gonna care about is that okay i mean to me i'm talking to you guy who who's a runner so some of you guys probably probably know or become aware that i like to run on purpose my name is everett and i like to run Hi, Everett. Andrew believes running is for survival purposes only, not recreation. Right. He often gives me shit about running. However, I like to run. So I I run races. I run races in the distance category. So anything from 5K to 10K to a half marathon. That's where I'm running by and large. I've run nine marathons, but I don't do that distance very often because it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of work. So it's 10 hours of your life. It's, it's, it's both more and less than that. That didn't make sense. Okay. All right. I mean, to train up for a marathon, you spend, you know, 40 hours. Yeah. Yeah. At least. And, and, but the actual race is, you know, three, three and a quarter hours, something like that. Not for me. (laughs) (laughs) I picked up some new shoes. I picked up some new shoes and these are, Ooh sexy i think it's really cool because they're not 
they're not actually even released shoes, which makes me feel super special. You're so special. It makes me feel special. So I picked up some shoes. These are the Zoom Fly 3. The Nike Zoom Fly 3. Don't bother looking them up because you can't have them. You can find them online. You just can't buy them. And they're freaking amazing. So I've had I've worn these I've worn these around. I've done a mini run in them, but I'm going to use these for racing. Mm. And I'll tell you, they are. You picked up a pair of running shoes, kind of normal running shoes. Those aren't normal running shoes. <laughs> and and these, I mean, they weigh they weigh nothing. They're fantastic. So if you haven't checked out, Nike's got all these new fast, faster, fastest shoes, and I love them. I've always been a Brooks guy. I've worn worn Brooks for probably, you know, five hundred miles of races. Was it you who got me into Brooks? What's that? Was it you who got me into Brooks? Perhaps. Yeah. I mean, I've worn Brooks for I wore Brooks for twelve years basically, um, and have just recently started wearing Nikes. And everybody says, "Oh, well, Nikes are Nikes are too small, or Nikes fall apart." Well, here's the thing: shoes fall apart, bro. You know, shoes fall apart, and, and Nikes are different sizes. I've had I've had you know, Nikes that run large, run small. You know, you you try them on. You get what you pay for when you have child labor. You, you try them on. That's the big deal. So anyway, these shoes probably do run a hair big for me, a half, but easy enough to get the next size smaller. And they're just fantastic. I think Nike is doing more cool stuff in terms of fast racing shoes than anybody else in the industry. And these Zoom Fly 3s so far don't have a ton of miles on them. Uh, if you care about it, you can message me on Instagram, and I'll update you how they how they wear. I'm not. This is not going to be a training shoe. This is going to be a, a maybe a speed work and race shoe. But I'm pumped about it. I got them on my feet right now, and I'm just feeling. I'm just feel they're fast. fast green. Every time I stand up, I feel like I need to run to where I'm going. Full length of the foot, Nike swoosh. They are super green. They're they're fast green. That's not quite tennis ball. That's a little bit more green than tennis ball. But they're something like that. They're akin to tennis ball. I've seen golf balls that color, like a range ball. Yeah, <laughs> the range ball green. Uh, and I'm just killing it. If you like running, check out the new. It's a Nike green. I've had I've had Nike running shoes in that same color. Check out the new Zoom Flies. Uh, obviously, the Pegasus Turbo. You know they. You know these shoes range from about 150 to 250, depending on what you get. Um, and so you, you you do you in terms of your budget, but. These were the ones that I got. They haven't even been released. I'll put them on the Instagram. I'll take a picture of my my white G-Shock when it comes in. Ooh, that'll be in a year. Um, <laughs> you know what was impressive about those is they weigh about what a minimalist shoe weighs. Yeah, And yeah. they're not a minimalist they're shoe. They're not. No, you know, they've got a full stack, um, and they are super well cushioned. Carbon fiber plate, um, Super, super technically advanced shoe. Um, not minimalist by any means, but super light. I wish we were the same shoe size. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it, man. That's what I got. That's all I got. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for this episode of 40 and 20. Don't forget to drop us a like on Instagram at 40 and 20. And if you want to support what we're doing here, feel free to check us out at patreon.com slash 40 and 20, where you can subscribe or become a patron of the show. Don't forget to tune back in next Thursday for another hour of watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Bye-bye. Our music today is Bummin' on Tremolo by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License.